are here again. It's Notes of a Goon. I'm your host, Chris, from Brooklyn. I am joined, as always, as by my stalwart producer, Michael Harrington. How are you, Mike? Feeling very stalwart, Chris. Thank you, Mike. Thank Woo. you. You're very excited today. Yeah, dude. Hell I'm excited. Yeah. We yeah. haven't, you know, we... We did the show later in the week last week, so we had to spend less time in between shows this week. So I uh-huh. did my homework, uh-huh. came to you with like three or four things this week. It, you almost never come to me with a thing. With anything. With nothing. You come to me with, like, you come here and you go, I don't know, dude, just talk stuff. So what I do is typically you are like, yo, you got anything for this week? And then I'll think of like a personal problem I had and mm-hmm. be like, how would Chris handle this? Yeah, that's true. You you do regularly have personal problems. I do. I'm a person with a lot of problems. And believe it or not, I look to you as somebody who's like, man, Chris, he's got it all figured out. I'm pretty wise. I'm a wise person. Uh, my life is a mess, but if I, ha- if, if I just had somebody like me to tell me what I should be doing instead of just me getting stressed out and then drunk... Uh, then I think I, everything would all fall into place for me. I think that checks out. I'm way better at fixing other people's problems. And you know, you can fucking uh, have your problem solved by me. Michael help a little bit. If you go to askthegoon at gmail.com, that's our email address. You can send us anything on there. It doesn't have to necessarily be for advice, but that is the email address for the show. Maybe you want to send us pics of your fucking wife's snatch. I I, I would look at that. Maybe wouldn't. there's a problem with it. Who we can wouldn't? fix it out. Yeah. Who wouldn't? We can fix it up. For Your me. wife's probably got a great snatch. Your wife's got a decent snatch, but I bet we can fucking do a little remodeling down there. Is all I'm saying. I mean, we can give you a couple like hints and tips or whatever. Yeah, maybe put up some buttresses. You know what I mean? There you go. Keep that thing from collapsing in on itself. Uh huh. Some little, little little gothic architecture. Yeah, you know how we'll do. Maybe we'll get a little gouty in there. You know what I mean? We'll get we'll get all Spanish fucking crazy. Um. Also, just a quick plug up top. If you were around Boston. And you're listening to this show the week it comes out. This Saturday, 9-11, me and Rob Bernstein. Damn, dude, don't forget about that date. Do not forget to show up. Some reports to her. Go to RobbieTheFire.com slash shows. You can fucking find out more about that shit. You're doing, a summer, you're doing a summer porch tour? and After Labor Day. We're going to be all wearing white. We're pretending this is still the summer, dude. Damn, dude. This is like, yo, this is the last gasp of summer, honestly. If you yeah. think about it, right? Like, you get that fall feeling... You know, wake me up when September ends, all that horse shit. This is it, dude. You want to celebrate your Indian summer? Get the fuck out to the Porsche tour while you still can. Hell yeah, we're going to get drunk. And you know, here's the thing about these shows. They're donation-based and BYOB. So donate something and bring some booze. But if you're broke, if you had a bad pandemic, come out and hang out with your boys. Shedcast boys are going to be doing some hip-hop. Fucking uh, Andy Malafarina's coming with us. Yo, Oh, really? Solid lineup. That's and then a, we're doing a, a smoke-out bug-out afterwards, so there'll be weed in the air. It's a gloriously white lineup. It is, uh, yes, it is a very white lineup. We don't have any non-white males. I mean, it's Boston. That'll play great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. As a matter of fact, we're all going to be the starting offensive line for the Patriots next year. It's crazy. If you think about it, um, it's a fucking Robbie show, right, mm-hmm. with a BYOB thing. So if you had a really bad pandemic, you could probably show up, not give a dollar, and someone will, like, give you a beer or two. Um, when we were down in Maryland, someone brought a keg of homebrew beer, and shared. That sounds awesome. It was great. It was why, great. why would you not go to this show? Yeah, come through. It's in Boston. If you're in Boston, I won't wear a Yankees hat. I, I hear that you can get... You ever hear that story about the judge who uh, the cops beat up some dude for wearing a Yankee hat? And uh, Wait, The cops beat up a guy? I believe that it was a cop 
that pulled this guy over and he wouldn't take off his Yankee hat on the highway going through Boston. And the cops that pulled was. him out and fucked him up. And they go, and the judge was just like, well, why didn't you take off your Yankee hat? And threw out the case against this cop. Damn, that rules. Yeah. Dude, Boston fucking... That's why I didn't like... That's the one thing I hated about The Departed. That it was in Boston? No, Jack Nicholson wearing the Yankee hat. Mm. It was like, come on, dude. There's no way you're a Boston gangster for fucking 50 years wearing a Yankee hat. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Unless you were just doing it to piss people off and test them. It's fair. Right? Like, if if you were really hard as fuck... And you were a Boston gangster, and you wanted to prove you were hard as fuck, you would always wear a Yankee hat to be like, yet yeah, no one fucks with me because I'm the dude who shoots everyone in the fucking face. All right, you're right. That is kind of badass. Like, I'm that's like, in. yeah, it's super gangster if you're the fucking. It's like how the Bloods in the 90s in New York all wore Boston Red Sox hats because they had a big red B on them. Mmm. I thought you were going to say they were just wearing blue in the 90s to be like, oh, just come be, do something. Yeah, come. No, they get a black on, you know, red on black. That's mm. when you can get any cat, any hat in any color scheme. Now, I want to know what's going to happen. You know, I've said this before. They changed the name of the... Have they changed the name of the Cleveland Indians yet? Uh, yeah, I think it's the Cleveland Professional Sports Team or something like that, no? Is it? I think they did. Do you um, want your Olympics music for this? Yeah, yeah. This is part of the Olympics. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, uh, we, do, we should actually play my Olympics music. We need an update on the Olympics. All right, give me one second. Um... But yeah, I don't know. People fucking love those Chief Wahoo hats, the one with the gold tooth. Where the fuck are you going to get those now? I hope they still sell those. I bet New Era is still going to sell those fucking things. Yeah, I mean, of course, they have to. Yeah. Right. Motherfuckers like... I think it's racist not to sell those. I mean, they have to throw them as sellbacks, uh, throwbacks. Like, they, they, all the racist stuff is still available in throwbacks. There's a, there's a team... Oh, I love going through um, ebbits.com. Okay. Uh, What's that? That's a throwback website. They have all sh- sorts of old school shirts and jerseys. And hats and shit, but they have like uh, some shit called the Kansas City Clam Diggers from like the Federal League, which is like the 1800s. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Dude, the Sanctuary Kangaroos? You're going to have to pull it up, Mike. I don't know what the fuck you Bro, just said. Bro, look at this. Yeah. What the fuck? You try to say that one. Yeah, that's probably like one of the, because they have shirts from all the Cuban leagues and shit like that. Yeah, maybe. Um... Yeah, they have all the Japanese teams. You can get like a Hiroshima carp. That's pretty tight. Yeah, it's it's a dope website. I, we are not doing a read for Ebbets.com. It is just somewhere like if you have a grandfather that's still alive, go get him a t-shirt from there. They'll appreciate it. I got my my grandfather a Brooklyn tip top uh shirt before he passed away, which was also at the Federal League. And uh uh he loved it. He was like, Wow, I can't believe you found this somewhere. Cause you know, old people don't know about the internet really. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you just went to a store and got that in his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he thinks I found it. Like I tracked it down with with the yellow pages. I called a bunch of stores and I drove somewhere outside the city limits to find this uh, antique shirt. Doggy, um, hold on. I need you to see this. Uh, two things. One, uh, New York used to be the Celtics, which is pretty sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Philadelphia Sifas. Oh, dude, there's a lot of stuff like that. That's where you ever see the one I have with the. Uh, uh, the Havana Cubans yes. and the picture is just a fucking. That's I got it from this website. It's just a. It's just a picture of a rooster with a board with a nail in it because it's just about cockfighting. Oh, that rules. Yeah, there's a ton of fucking cool. There's a ton of like just cool. Old, if you like, like I mean, this is just art. this is Jewish basketball. Well, I mean, do you do you like the first four classes from the NBA Hall of Fame are all Jews? No, because they didn't let black people into like the late seventies. 
Huh. Or the, like mid-70s or some shit. But no, it was, it was before. It was way before that. Was Bill it? Russell was winning titles oh, yeah, in the sixties. That's true. So it must have been the fifties. Like I think, like in the, the NBA was a lot like because Jews dominated basketball. Oh yeah, huh. yeah. Pull it up. Well, Ernie Grunfeld. That's a yeah. That sounds. That's a not very, a black man. It's a very Jewish name. Although um, if a if a black guy was like I'm Jewish, I'd be like, all right, Ernie Grunfeld. Holy shit! There's a lot of. Oh wait, no. This is all. Um, like the first few classes, right? Okay, so I'm here. I don't know. I mean, this is, dude. This is a lot. That's a lot of basketball. Pull it up. I'm looking. It's so. This is just Jewish people who made Hall of Fames. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's mostly basketball. Look oh, at all wait. that. Hold on, hold on. Oh no, this is the National, National Jewish, Jewish Sports, Sports Hall, Hall of Fame. Good, all good right. producing there. Mark. All right, all right. I fucked that. <laughs> There's right gonna up. be a bunch of Jews in there. I fucked that right up. Um, all right, eight best Jewish basketball players of all time. No. Okay, see, NBA was founded in 1946 as the BAA with Slats Zaflopsky as the original Jewish star as a member of the Chicago Stags. In that season, he was 20, spent two years fighting in the Navy, two years playing basketball for St. John's, made the league's first four all-NBA teams, led the league in scoring, all-star. Yeah, sick. Look at this guy, dude. This This was the LeBron of his time. Yeah. Yeah. That rules. Yeah. And then they threw him out when all the Jewish mafia started rigging sports events. They were like, all right, we've got to start letting the blacks into basketball. We can't let the Jews have a run on this. <laughs> After that whole World Series debacle, we can't let them run any of the sports anymore. Yeah, but I mean, wasn't Shoeless Joe Jackson black? Yeah, but didn't... Oh, yeah, Jews ran that? Meyer Lansky? Yeah, it was those guys who kind of rigged it, right? Wasn't it Rothstein? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my Jews mixed up. All right, you ready for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, let's do our Olympics update. Mike, did the Olympics end? Are Chris, they still happening? Chris, I have no idea. I know we're saying it's the last week of summer, and I guess it could be over, but then there's going to be the Winter Olympics. But the summer, I feel like the summer games probably end the last week of summer. So it's probably might, still going on right now. This might be the closing ceremony day. The closing ceremonies are today, Labor Day. I would imagine. Well, then what do the West Indian countries do? Because they're all partying. Do they huh. not attend? I mean, I, they're the fastest countries. I suppose they could get their medals and then go grill in the parking lot. Yeah, I mean, check it. Like, if they were just... Imagine they were just grilling on the podium. You know what I mean? Ooh, I like that. That's pretty tight. Hell yeah. If they get like a barrel grill right in front of the metal stand, that shit could be fucking dope. That might be... All right, so what's a bigger deal? Jamaicans just cooking jerk chicken while they get their medals or Jesse Owens with the Black Power Fist in Hitler's Germany? See, the Black Power Fist is very American. You know what I mean? Yeah. A barrel grill is many nations, including America. You know what I mean? I think it might be more iconic... If, like, Usain Bolt accepted his medals while he had a barrel grill by the medal stand, that might be more iconic. But they'd have to be in a whiter country than Japan. You know what I mean? They'd be like, they'd have to be like, we're teaching these white people seasoning. You mm. know what I mean? It'd have to be something like that. Yeah, mm. that's fair. If they did, like, if they ever did the Olympics in, like, Lithuania, that'd be perfect. Yes, that's what we got to do. Winter Olympics, Lithuania, Jamaica bobsled team's going to finally win it. And that is my prediction. And then they're going to they're gonna grill. They're going to have a barrel grill 
jerk chicken, barbecue chicken, curry goat, all on the grill. This is going to be my prediction for this year's uh, Mark It Down. I called it now. The Jamaican bobsled team's finally winning a gold, and they are going to grill at the podium. This has been your Olympics update. Moving on. Mike, we got to talk about a bunch of stuff. You, you you brought this to my attention, and I don't really know that much about it, so I'm going to need you to clue me in. Operation Pineapple Express was just a bunch of dudes who went to Afghanistan and took people out? Uh, yeah, dude. Um, it was pretty badass. He, uh, the, Who's the, he? All right. He, uh, meaning a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of... Um, dudes? Yeah, a bunch of dudes. Were they, like, uh, were they like mercenaries? Were they like Blackwater and shit? No, so they were veterans. Okay. And they decided that they needed to get Americans out of Afghanistan. Uh yeah, so what they did was they essentially they yeah, they were they were all veterans and they were like, "All right, there is there's still people trapped behind enemy lines here, right?" Okay. Um uh, they are you know, a lot of them are American, sure, but there's also a very large contingent of uh, American assets, right? So, like, interpreters, people who helped Americans, people who were guaranteed safety and asylum. Like Afghans. Afghans. Okay. Who worked with the Americans, who were, like, you know, friends with these guys when uh-huh. they were working as active duty military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. From what I understand, uh, that the interpreters who were non-military were the people that they were the most worried about being removed from... What do you mean? Like that, Did you lo- pick that up? Yes. Okay, my bad. I thought I was far enough away from the mic. Um, so, yeah, interpreters and I guess some journalists were the people that they were the most worried about. I mean, even before they pulled out of Afghanistan. Because the Taliban was just looking for them? Yeah, because, I mean, that's pretty integral to the to the whole thing is interpreters. Like, you know, I, I don't think there's a... I don't know what language they speak in Afghanistan. Um, you want to look that up for me real quick? I would imagine Farsi. Um, I don't know. They could have some other language. There's so many languages. Um, there might be an Afghani language we don't know about. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It is. It's Pashto and Dari. Yeah, there you go. Pashto so, is the main one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna imagine there's too many Americans that uh, speak that. So they probably need a bunch of interpreters. But then those guys are like, you know, essentially they're criminal informants. If they're interpreting messages that the Taliban are sending each other, they're criminal informants. Well, are, is it's that up what goons are fucking running a whole country now. Is that what they're doing, or are they like you know just helping them to you know navigate their way through fucking? You think town? you're just reading menus to them? I they could just be like their guides or whatever, and they're just interpreting as they go through things. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm saying you're getting seen with the fucking with the fucking U.S. Army all the time. I Everybody understand. knows that you're their boy. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So it's like yo. When we, what's crazy is that's probably the bet one of the best paid jobs out there. That's what I'm saying. So a lot of them took it, right? Yeah, but of it course. Was, under the condition, right? The United States government promised them, right? Like we have established a free democracy. You no, know, it's kind of weird though. You know what we don't need in this country? Uh, Afghani translators. It's fucking crazy. They don't really have a skill set that translates to here. It's, it's. I, I feel bad for them, but what are we gonna do? Bring them in here, and then what are they gonna do? They learn to code. I suppose they could learn to code. Um, but it's just like that's their one, you know, they don't have a lot of relevant job experience. We don't need English interpreters in English, in uh, America. We know we, we speak English. Yeah, but they have, uh, they can negotiate with Afghanis. You need somebody to talk to them on the phone. The Taliban's still over there trying to fuck shit up. I don't think we need all of them. We're going to have a call center. Maybe. 
when when the when the weapons they stole off all the American troops start breaking and they call customer service at fucking Raytheon, it's just going to be guys from Afghanistan that were interpreters. I mean, yo, so did you did you unplug your bazooka and plug it back in, sir? <laughs> oh, um, have you checked the power cable on your weird riot tank? So, yeah, I mean that's like that's a thing they could do. I mean, otherwise, I don't know, man. They could. They could do. They could do anything. Just get out of Afghanistan. All right, pull up some pictures. I want to see some what some of these Pineapple Express guys look like. And also, why did they just give themselves a name, Operation Pineapple Express? Uh, so what they did, and was, they know that's a weed thing, right? Um, yeah, I would assume so. So it's just a bunch of weedhead veterans who were just like, "Yeah, bro, we're gonna make a buddy comedy about this in a few years." Uh, something like that. Uh, no, they're just fucking. So they are. Yeah, they're just these fucking group of badasses here. Mm-hmm. So they would go in, um, and they would, you know... You know, it might have been nice if they uh, blurred out the faces of the Afghani people that they're helping escape as well. Why? Those people are all safe now. Are they safe forever? Yeah, what the fuck? You think the, the Af- Taliban's gonna come to America to hunt them down? Possibly? No. The Look, all I'm saying is the Taliban definitely has the internet. They'd be posting those dope-ass videos. So I'm saying, but it's like, yo, that that can be like, yo, Taliban, we got some people up out of here. You ain't raping so this then kid. Why, so why do they hide? Why do they hide those civilian faces? Those guys are now also safe in America. Not the civilian faces. They're, they're, no, the army, the Operation Pineapple. Those Express motherfuckers guys. are gonna keep going in. Was it actually Seth Rogen and James Franco though? I don't know. The faces are blurred. That could be Franco right there. Who knows? That mm. could be Seth Rogen. I think that's a chick, or it could be Seth Rogen. Hmm. So. How did, this can't be legal what they did, right? No, God no. They have no jurisdiction. Oh, that's why they're hiding their faces. Because those Afghan refugees have the credentials to be Afghan refugees, right? Yeah. So they're hiding the faces. Of, that's what it is. They're hiding their faces so the U.S. government doesn't prosecute these people. I mean, how fucking crazy is that? Is that it? Because would the U.S. That's got to be super illegal to do. If you're a U.S. citizen and you go in and you're like, bong, bong, just fucking shooting shit up, stealing people... Like, they're fucking criminals in fucking Afghanistan now. Yeah. The, that Afghan- shit quick, that, that shit flipped that quick. It's not Afghanistan anymore. It's the United States of the Taliban or whatever they, they called it. the United it. States of the Taliban? Whatever they called it. We looked it up a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Talibanistan or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's not the fucking, it's not even. Talibama? Talibama. I think that was it. It's pretty backwards. Talibama. I, I like it. Uh, so whatever, fucking, we don't have an extradition treaty with Alabama. Mm. So what the fuck are they going to do? That's not like, you're going to get in trouble in the United States? I think it's just- uh, I think so. You're creating a fucking incident. What if they, what if you don't get all of them and then they kill them and they go, it's because of the Pineapple Express dickheads, Alabama for life, whatever, bong bong. No, dog, they were going to kill them anyway. Yeah, but if there's anybody left in the country that are allied with America- yeah, they're going to kill them anyway, but now they're just like, you did this, American Cowboys did this, or whatever. Then, first of all, also, make a movie about this, and make sure it's way better than Argo. I fucking liked Argo. Yeah, but this has got to be better than Argo, because Argo's about fucking... Argo's a Hollywood circle jerk. Bro, they saved 500 people doing this. 500 people? Yeah. How the hell did they get them out? That, dude, groups of like two and three at a time. Dude, that's like... Yo, they like some... Next level fucking evolution, Harriet Tubman's. That's what I'm saying. Fuck. The Underground Railroad out of Alabama. They should have called it Operation Harriet Thugman, son. <sighs> That's pretty tight. Yo. Don't hate that. Hell yeah. All right, I got to write that one down. 
Uh, Hell, I'm just saying it's just like, this is fucking dope. I wish we knew more about these guys. I wish we could get them on the show. I mean, in a year or two, probably. I hope so. But here's the thing. How Do you think somebody tries to stolen Valor this? Oh, like, yeah, because they are all anonymous. They're all anonymous. So I think, I think one guy's name is out there. I think the leader of the Pineapple Express. What's his name? Dole? <laughs> uh, Chiquita. Oh. Um, Pineapple Express leader. Googling this right now. It's just just Franco's going to come up. Um, Operation Pineapple Express. Um, Was there a Wikipedia already? No, no, no. Uh, Dude, this is such a fucking cool thing to do. It really is. Like, it really, it's like, that's like inspiring. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's. Okay. One of the individuals who led the effort nicknamed the Pineapple Express after the group's own name, Task Force Pineapple. Oh, okay. Um, so the, the. Oh, so they were going with like a train thing by calling it Pineapple Express. And then they're going with like the double meaning. Yeah. I and, get it. And, and the other cool thing, people, right, to, to like signal like, yo, we're the refugees who are like. American assets, like we're trying to get out of here. Mm-hmm. They flash a pineapple on their phone to the soldiers as they come through. Dope. Soldiers are like, all right, like I can take like groups two, groups of three. Two of us are going to roll out with like the. Now, what happens if they accidentally pull up a picture of like a palmello? Do the fucking soldiers just shoot them by accident? Maybe. <laughs> They'll be like, how the fuck do you know about hybrid fruits in Afghanistan? You pull up a palmello? I would be suspect of an Afghan that knew what a palmello was. I mean, maybe... In Afghanistan? Were... Like, in Afghan in America, sure. I mean, to be fair, they probably don't know about pineapples either. So they're probably just, like, looking for pea fruits. Just and, So they're showing papayas, and then they just get left? Maybe. Oh, no. They didn't get the full memo. Oh, was... man. That's going to be great in the, in, in the Seth Rogen version of when they make a movie about this. It's going to be great when somebody shows a papaya and then they have to be like, I don't know, dude, do we take them? Do we take them, dude? I don't know, it's a papaya, dude. I'm pretty stoned. We should have got high before we came to Afghanistan with all these guns, bro. All right, so listen to this fucking quote here. Okay. Uh, Dozens of high-risk individuals, uh, families with small children, orphans, and pregnant women were secretly moved through the streets of Kabul throughout the night and up to just seconds before ISIS detonated a bomb into the huddled mass of Afghans seeking safety and freedom, retired U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel Scott Mann, a member of Task Force Pineapple, and a retired Green Beret commander told ABC News. This Herculean effort couldn't have been done without the unofficial heroes inside the airfield who defied their orders to not help beyond the airport perimeter by wading into sewage canals and pulling in the these targeted people who are flashing pineapples on their phone. That's fucking amazing. They have fucking rules, can I dude. Just, can I just say, I just want to throw this out there. And it's like, we don't get enough, like, badass America. Like, so there's SEAL Team 6 that pop fucking Osama bin Laden or sure. whatever, right? But, like, throughout the, these two conflicts, dude, I remember hearing some of the shit. I think we talked about it on the show, that dude fucking Zarquai jumped from truck to truck in a tunnel to evade a fucking helicopter. Wait, what? One of the dudes that was um, one of the big insurgent leaders in Iraq... At one point, he was there was a helicopter tailing his ass. I think it was, his name was Zarquai. And it was a helicopter tailing his ass, and the fucking truck that he was in went through a tunnel. And then he jumped to the back of a different truck that was going the other direction, 70 miles an hour, in the fucking tunnel. And they kept following the first truck. And they didn't, Zarquani didn't even know <laughs> the other guy driving the other truck? No, no, they were boy. They co- coordinated it. That was a coordinated fucking escape plan. Dog, that's some Fast and Furious shit. That's what I'm saying. Is like you would hear stories like that about like the Taliban doing gangster ass shit, and then you would just hear about the U.S. government like when Trump dropped that Moab. Uh huh. Like you would hear about that, and that sounds like bitch shit. 
And then you'd hear about drone strikes. There wasn't like much of this in the 20 years of the Afghanistan war. Well, I mean, stories that you were hearing. Yeah, I'm sure there was plenty. I'm sure right. there I mean, were like, plenty. You talk to Eric, he'll tell you some stories. Yeah, I get it. Eric fucking killed a bunch of children over in fucking Afghanistan. Yeah, whatever, so did, man. They so did our intern, Gabe. They shouldn't have been playing with those rocks. Yeah, whatever, dude. Like, yeah, it's just like, what you know, those rocks, sometimes they look like a gun and they sound like a gun or whatever. I don't know what the fuck you were doing over there. Oh, this is kind of cool. Uh, informal groups and other kinds of networks that have sprung up have also become a critical means of getting individual safety. Task Force Pineapple is one of these entities, but there are known to be others, including one named Task Force Dunkirk, a reference to the legendary ag- evacuation, Dunkirk. Um, but yeah, there's other people. Dude, people are just fucking showing up, which is so dope. Yeah, it's pretty fucking ill. How do you even get there? I guess you fly to another country and drive over. I guess so. Or I guess you can fly. I, I, Taliban I, needs a wall. So I think it's, Taliban doesn't have a wall. <laughs> Damn dog, couldn't build that wall. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is pretty. Like I said, they need to. This needs to be a movie too sweet. I wonder if they won't. I wonder if they won't make a movie because it kind of glorifies soldier shit too much. Like they don't do modern glorifying soldier shit, right? Um, but this is selfless. No, this they, is selfless enough. This is selfless enough. They do once every two, three years. You kidding me? Modern ones. American Sniper. Fair enough. Fucking the Benghazi movie. Before that, uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Before that, Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker was about a very a deeply flawed man. That was not glorifying military shit. Okay, you could say the same thing about Jarheads, but yeah. But it was still a movie that compared made... to Saving Private Ryan's. Dude, I don't care. People join the army after watching Jarhead. That's because they just wanted a cool black friend. Whatever, right? I'm saying, like, the, the, the glorification of the army, it doesn't, like, it's not, you don't have to tacitly fucking, you know, uh, uh, like, put it, make it very, like, beat you over the head with, like, yeah, this is the fucking story here, you know? Mm. Like, as long as you make them look cool, Hurt Locker kind of made them look cool. It did it though. It made him look like a, he looked like such an asshole. Mm. Remember when he just like didn't go see his family and then was like, "Nah, I gotta go fuck with bombs some more." It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Jeremy Renner? Bro, I'll be honest with you, never even saw Hurt Locker, but it made the military seem cool to me. This is how army recruiting works. Uh, yeah, I don't really know anything about this, but that commercial where the guy's fighting a dragon with a computer or whatever. What happened to that? What happened to the dragon? Dude, you I, know how much it made me want to be a Marine? Oh, the dragon thing? Bro, when the guy fought the dragon? Yeah. That was it. I was like, yo, the Marines, if I was going to join any armed forces group, it would have to be the Marines. They fight dragons. <laughs> they don't, though. Then why was it on every football Sunday for, like, fucking six years? Because they know dummies watch football hungover when they're not thinking. Well... That's, that's. I mean, army recruiters and navy recruiters and marine recruiters are just allowed to lie to you. I've said this to you. Like yeah. I have had, uh, I have had uh, army recruiters blatantly lie to me. Navy recruiters, particularly. Like a black dude was just like, "Yeah, like dude, one time uh, we were in Japan, and I stomped this dude out, and the Japanese uh, police didn't even arrest me. They just saw my navy ID, and I just went right back in the club." And I was like, that sounds like the biggest lie I've ever heard. You're telling me in Japan, they didn't arrest a black guy who was American and in the Navy, and he stomped a guy out? 
Also, like a weird thing to advertise to an 18-year-old kid. No, dude. I mean, the Japanese do famously, like, they revere black people. They they just turn the fucking other cheek about, first of all, Japanese cops? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Japanese chicks do. Therefore, vis-a-vis. Japanese cops revere, like, I don't think so. Yes. I think cop trumps being Japanese. We understand they like Wu-Tang and all that shit. There's a lot of hip-hop culture in Japan. I get it. But I think being a cop takes precedent, and then uh, you don't just... First of all, you don't just let a guy who just stomped the guy out go because he's got a military ID. Eh. I mean, cops let street... Here. Street, cops let street fights go all the time. A stomp? Probably didn't actually stomp. Probably just won a fight, and the cop was like, came over to break or it Or he was just lying to me because he gets a fucking commission every time he signs somebody up for the fucking Navy. Also, and he thought that would work. He also has a quota to hit. Otherwise, he has to go fight on the front lines. Is that true? Oh, yeah. For recruit recruiters have a quota to hit. If they are not hitting that quota, they are reassigned to another job, which could be active duty. Oh, man. Yeah. That is not a good system at all. That's a fucking hell of a sales job. Holy shit. Yep. Yeah, like you are just blatantly going to lie about this. Say yeah, whatever. It's super easy to leave the Army, dude. Like if, you just, if it's just not working out, you can just leave. You just say that, assuming some guy's not going to read the contract or whatever it is. I mean, you can leave. Not after you, not after training, right? Yeah, I mean, you get a dishonorable discharge, and that haunts you for life. Yeah, you just smoke weed the first time you're on leave, and then just get fired. No, you'll get uh, you'll get court martial. You're not going to get fired. It's like you would need to, you'd need to like, you know, you have to try to kill yourself. Hmm. But like, I know that's like a foolproof way to get out of the military. Yeah, I mean, dying is totally a good way to get out of the military. No, you know what I mean. If you try to kill yourself. So if you if slip you, this way. Yeah, if you if you uh, try to kill yourself, you know. Oh, so you just eat a bunch of pills and be like, so if you get caught, if you get caught doing mad oxys, you're like, I was trying to kill myself, dog. <laughs> and then they just, uh, Dishonorable discharge, peace. All right, all right, I guess I got to go. But now I'm going to need some Xanax to deal with the stress of being dishonorably discharged. Mm-hmm. So can you have uh, some sort of uh, doctor, some army doctor, write that up for me? It's really, it's a great system we got going. Uh, I don't Spun- think you're entitled to the GI Bill if you get dishonorably discharged. You, you don't get VI be- VA benefits? I don't think so. Hmm. Like, you need to be honorably discharged for that. That's weird. We'll have to look into that. Moving on. So China, did we talk about the Chinese ban on children playing video games for more than three hours last week? We didn't get to that, right? No. So China has banned um, children playing online games for more than three hours a week, I believe. And now this, after that, immediately after that, China bans effeminate men from TV. I saw that. Okay. Kind of so, gangster. That's what I'm saying. Like, in a weird way, I'm like... It seems like they're really trying to win this war that's not happening yet. <clears throat> it seems like they're doubling down on, like, you know, for a place that eats as much soy as they do, it seems like they're really trying to weed it out of their men. You're you're making a good point here. Um, let's listen to some. Let, let, let's talk uh, some of this. I guess apparently, um, I sent you an article. Pull it up. There's a picture of a uh, pretty effeminate man on the uh, on the screen of some Chinese television, but. Um, it, one of the fucking silliest lines. So they call them sissies. They were just like, uh, 
they say uh, that broadcasters have lost morality. And where's the exact quote here? It's so fucking silly. Um, Broadcasters must resolutely put an end to sissy men and other abnormal aesthetics. Uh, And they use the term, which I just learned, Nyang Pao, or literally, girly guns. Meaning titties? No, I think it just meant like sissy arms. Which, I mean, how great is that? Girly guns? You're calling fucking effeminate men girly guns? I think that's pretty hilarious. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Girly guns meaning like you have some weak ass arms, yeah, bro? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of like it. I also like the way it sounds. Nyang pao. I assume that's how it sounds. Nyang pao. Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's a real. That's a fun way to call someone a bitch. Yeah, that's a that's a real fun way to call somebody puss puss. This is fucking Ning Pao over here. Yeah, Ning Pao. <laughs> Ning Pao. Um. Yeah. So it's just yeah. It, everything is like. I think here's what's weird about it. It's like broadcasters should avoid promoting r- vulgar internet celebrities and admiration of wealth and celebrity. Yeah. So they're really cracking down on that. I guess um, the Chinese upper middle class has gotten real fucking gotten real silly in the last couple of years and they've just become they got real bougie real quick and I don't think I don't think the Chinese ruling class is into it. Well they're I mean they are partying. Like this yeah. is the first generation of like kids growing up rich in China. So you know have like twenty you have like fifteen to twenty five year old kids who are like balling. Well it's also a weird thing where it's like at one point people were getting so rich that what they would do is if you hit somebody with a car and you think they're hurt, um, you have to. They would kill them on purpose and just pay off the family. Because if you hit somebody with a car, you have to pay. The, you're responsible for their medical bills for life in China, or at least you were a well, few years ago. Assuming that's assuming they can never work again, right? So like the damage is on that. Yeah, you're responsible for whatever their medical bills and their expenses going forward. So like, if you hit somebody with your car. And they just, like, are like, yeah, like, well, you can't work. First of all, in China, they have, like, crazy fucking, do you know what, like, 996 is? No. So instead of fucking 9 to 5, there's a culture in white-collar jobs in China called 996. And they give them these weird, uh, because you're not supposed to legally work more than, uh, I think it's 10 hours a day or total 60 hours a week in China. Uh, The government gives those regulations. But you can sign the same way, like, if you're salaried here. You kind of work more than nine to five, you know what I mean? And they can cut. You don't get overtime. So over there, it's called nine nine six, not nine to five, and that means nine a.m. to nine p.m. six days a week. So it's like it doesn't take much for you to not be able to work that schedule anymore. And the fucking guys who are poor have have it even harder. So it's like if you're working fucking fifteen hour hard labor days and you get hit by a car, it's gonna be a few years before you can go back to work. Mm, fair enough. Like, if you hurt your, if you break your fucking leg, you can't go back to work for a long while if you have to work a shift like that. Mm. That's also why they need to not have so many sissy, uh, uh, girly guns guys on TV. They need masculine dudes so that this way, if a dude gets blasted by a car, he can go right back to working. Stop being a bitch. Stop being a puss. You know what I'm saying? I, it's, it's a weird thing when you see an, uh, autocratic regime do something that you're like, I kind of agree with that. It's like I want I, I want to support this, but I can't not support the fucking 
freedom to be a bitch and the freedom of people broadcasting. Like, I can't, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it is a, it's a weird, you get kind of caught up. Like, when they said the video game thing, I was like, well, that's probably good, but the government probably shouldn't be telling people that. Well, but here's the problem, right? China, historically, has been really, really good. At what? Um... Uh, They're really good at getting tiny pieces of paper. Esports, esports. That's true. So it's going to. But it's not a source of national pride. Why not? Should be. I mean, you'd think. I mean, if you're good at it, why not? Well, they don't want people playing video games. Mm -hmm. I think video games are not terrible for you, but they're not great for you. They definitely want those kids. Again, it just seems like they want these boys going out and fucking doing chin-ups in the park or something. Get fucking swole up. Get jack dudes. Yeah, I would. I mean, if, look, if I was Xi Jinping, I'd be like, "Hey, we need some more jack dudes around here." I was just watching the Olympics for the last fourteen weeks, and it seems that there's not enough jack dudes in China. Um, there's a lot of jack dudes elsewhere. Uh, we need to start winning wrestling uh, and the heavyweights. I'm getting pretty. I'm getting pretty pissed. How come we only have one Yao Ming? What do we do with all of his cum that we mined out of him? I think the. Uh... I think somebody was telling me the Yao Ming thing mm-hmm. was simply like the Chinese. They made his parents fuck each other. Wait, for real? Do you not know this about Yao Ming? No. His parents were the two best basketball players in the country. And they basically were like, yeah, like you don't have another option for a mate to the two of them. Yao Ming is a, a eugenics experiment. Interesting. I had heard uh, that it was... The Chinese just didn't have milk for, like, mad long. And then they just... First of all, Chinese people, this is, this is an actual fact. You notice there's not a lot of dairy in Asian cuisines. I'm sure you've noticed that there's not a ton of dairy in most Asian And if there cuisines. is, it's like coconut milk. Yeah, and well, some Korean food, especially modern Korean food and modern Japanese food, like the, like bar, like the modern like Osaka-style bar food culture, will have some, like, melted cheese on things. But uh, Asian people are significantly more prone to lactose intolerance because they just never did that, historically. Huh. Whereas in Europe and, yeah, well, mostly Europeans, and then I guess now Latin America and stuff because they they have European blood in them, um, you might starve to death if you couldn't eat cheese in the winter. Not that, That's not the case in Asia. We were talking about this, weren't we talking about this last week with the with the foods? They just overly spice the foods as opposed to the curing stuff. Right, like in India. You know, food just evolved differently there. So they never really got into the dairy stuff. I'm sure they drank some milk because it is an inexpensive form of protein. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, the I concept of like them being given like calcium mm-hmm. for the first time and it making their bones grow bigger and stronger. Well, they say that the reason why like the Irish and the Italians here were so much bigger than when they, where they came from in, um, in Europe is because they just got away with, um, um, they just got away with, what's it called? Um, no more incest. They just like expanded their breeding. Shit. To not include to not include incest? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, like, so all these people were inbred from these small villages in Italy and Ireland, right? Uh-huh. And 
then they came here and they were fucking other Italians, but instead of fucking other Italians from the same exact village for 400 fucking years, oh. they were fucking Italians from other places because, you know, everybody always spoke Italian or whatever. They were all stuck in these, like, but so same with the Irish. So you'd see, like, the people in America would immediately get hardier because they would still stick to their own, but at least it wasn't the same exact fucking gene pool right. for fucking generation after generation after generation. Uh, all right. So, all right. So I was wrong about the Yao Ming thing, probably. Yeah. Do you think they just gave a small Chinese boy milk and he became a giant? That was what I had thought. I thought there was Did Hulk be- Hogan tell you that? I just thought there was going to be more players like Yao Ming when I was a kid because I was like, yo, now this country got milk. They're going to have mad athletes. Your stupid Irish dad told you that. No. An actual science teacher told me that. My eighth grade science teacher. Also Irish. Yes, he was. So drank milk with dinner every day. No, but I mean, I'm sure the ad, like, look, protein is well well more widely available. Like, animal protein is well more widely available in um, Asia than it ever was. And we still don't have we we have like the same number of Chinese superstars. Just just Yao Ming ever. Yeah, I mean, well, Jeremy Lin is Chinese American, right? Yeah, but that doesn't count. And he wasn't a superstar. No. no uh, I mean, yeah, just for the year, right? I took like New York by storm for like four weeks, five weeks. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um. Yeah. But so, what? What's the verdict on this? Are we are we pro or con banning effeminate men from Chinese TV? Um, I think we got to be con. It seems why? counterintuitive. I don't like the government saying you can't do a thing. Okay, like if the government was like you can't watch effeminate men on television, I would go watch Queer Eye immediately. Okay, point counterpoint. Which plan is more likely to get us jobs on Chinese television? I don't think we're getting jobs on Chinese television. One, we don't speak Chinese. Two, I mean, dude, if John Cena could learn, I mean, he's got a lot of money and time. So we got seven billion listeners. You don't think we could hit big in China? We could probably hit big in China. Do you think they'll give us a TV show, like a state TV show? Would you do state TV in China? Me and you, like, just like supporting like the regime, the state. Yeah, like yeah, MTV's yeah. the state. Yeah, but in like, China, but for Chinese people. Yeah, I yeah. would do that. Just do Chinese sketch comedy. I love it. Yeah, what would it be about? I don't even know what Chinese sketch comedy would look like. Um, killing Uyghurs. Yeah, that's what it all looks like, I suppose. Not playing video games. <laughs> Gotta have a Uyghur. Sketch. We would do a whole sketch where we kit where we took our TV show by kicking off a bunch of effeminate men from the TV. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, this is a weird thing that kept coming up. Joe Rogan got COVID, right? Yep. Um, and then he said he took ivermectin, and that's what everybody seemed to harp on, not the fact that he beat COVID in a day. Um, and there was this weird article. Like, I was just looking it up, and so what people kept bringing up was the fact that in Oklahoma, they were having a an influx of patients overdose on ivermectin, right? Um, and so... The source for the article that I found, which is the Daily News, which seems to be the same source in a lot of places, um, we've received eleven. Rep- we've received reports of eleven people being exposed to ivermectin. That's not enough. To, that should not be enough to overwhelm an emergency room system. Well, I mean, they've already got thousands of COVID cases. Eleven yeah, more but ivermectin. I'm just saying, it's like it's not news. 
11 people doing something stupid. There's got to be a couple dozen people at least in Oklahoma, right? 100, 200 people in the whole state. Uh, 11's not that large of a percent. Even if there's if there's 500 people in Oklahoma, 11 is a small percentage of the people. It's fair. So it's not a lot of people that were just like, and they were literally like people, multiple people in conversation with me said, uh, the hospitals in Oklahoma are overrun with ivermectin overdoses. Joe Rogan is being irresponsible. 11 is not uh, overrun. I mean, maybe if it was a horse hospital. Is that it? You think it was just that they were in the horse hospital? Maybe they weren't even they ran. They ran out of shells to kill all the horses? Yeah. No, dude, like fucking uh, like Beth from Rick and Morty, horse surgeons, right? Yeah. Dude, you've seen Beth's office. There's no way she can handle 11 fucking horses. That's crazy. Yeah, but 11 people, right? You, you can handle six horses, right? Or five and a half, right? Front half, back half, like those Halloween costumes. Hmm. I'm just saying it's like a weird thing. So now, as of now, it's like kind of come out and it's like more in the narrative. But like for a while, people were just being like, these idiots are eating horse medicine. And fucking ivermectin is not approved for human use. I'm like, I was like, I I was just like, that just seems wrong. I'm just going to hold off Googling it. And then I did Google it and it's like, it is a human medicine. Is it? Yeah, the one Robbie took was meant for human consumption. He didn't take horse dewormer. Neither did Joe Rogan. It won a Nobel Prize for medicine. Ivermectin is a... It's for humans to get rid of parasites and worms. So it's not horse medicine? There is a horse medicine because horses, I don't know if you know this, Mike, more prone to getting worms than people. Mm. They eat grass. I have heard that. Yeah. More likely to get infected with worms. So they obviously, the, the horse medicine has different proportions than the human medicine. Probably has other shit in it. But then even people were just like, yeah, but like even the human form isn't approved to treat COVID is like they prescribe medicines. Do you know why Propecia exists? Uh, because it was fucking heart medication. And they were like, Hey, that's really growing a lot of these old men's hair back. Mm. Why don't we just sell it for that? Well, it's heart medication. Yeah. So it'll help their hearts. Who gives a shit? Same with Viagra, isn't it? I think Viagra was also like a circulation medicine. Yeah. It's a very like off, off label uses constantly pop up and then sometimes it become FDA approved I mean my girlfriend right now is on um, Umera for uveitis which is an off-label use of that drug but it's very common to be prescribed for that condition because there's not really another treatment okay um so it's it's not a it's it's a weird thing so I'm just saying it's like it's very strange that people are just like yeah you can't take it for that it's like yeah, maybe it works. Who cares? It's probably not going to hurt you. I just didn't know. I mean, from what... Also, if you can get fucking COVID from a pangolin, you could get it from a worm. From everything I'm seeing online, it's exclusively a horse medicine. No. It's absolutely... Look it up on Wikipedia. It's absolutely approved for, me- for humans. So, I mean, like, why is everybody calling it horse because medicine? Because the fucking... Probably a big portion of the people going to the hospital for taking it. Because what they're doing is they're going... They're figuring out the proportions for humans based on horse weight versus human weight because it's very you can just buy the horse medicine. You have to like find an online site that you can get the human medicine from. It's easier to get in like Europe and shit, but like you have to like find it. Whereas like the horse medicine is just available at fucking 
livestock fucking depots. Uh, All I'm saying is that... Uh, why I, wouldn't you just take half then? Because you ain't as big as a horse. Or don't take it. Go, right. Learn how to use the internet, you fucking rubes. How'd you find out about this conspiracy theory? On the internet. Mm, fair enough. Well, you, you found out about this on Facebook. Do some Googling, find out how to use a Tor browser, and order some fucking human ivermectin off the fucking dark web. Fair. That's where, I, that's where I'm at. I don't like the memes, because they're not getting to the root of the problem here. The memes uh, sold me false information. I thought... See, I knew I would come in here, and you, wouldn't have, you, you would already be on that, on that road. I mean, look, in my mind, Joe Rogan was like, take some shit that was meant for horses, mm-hmm. and whatever. It can fucking... It helped me. I'm not saying you should necessarily take it. This is what I took, and some people took it, and some people probably took too much, because in my mind, it was a horse medication, so they took a horse dosage instead of a people dosage, and they got sick. Mm. That's what I thought happened. I mean, essentially, that is what happened, right? Mm-hmm. But he just didn't explain, like, yo, I got the horse version. I got the people mm-hmm. version. Don't try the horse version. Okay. Because Joe Rogan ain't a doctor. Joe Rogan's not a doctor. Um, so why would you take medical advice from him? That's true. That is a bad thing. Um, I'm just saying, I just, yeah, the, meme, fucking, the memes want- were what was stressing me out. Because no way Joe, Joe Rogan was taking horse medication. It just, like, bugged me. And then, like, here's the thing that really bugged me about the whole situation. Um, Joe Rogan uh, did this thing, and he's just like, then they're just like, the horse medication, the memes were going on, and all of a sudden it shifted over the course of the weekend where everybody knew that it was human medication. And everybody was dropping. I guarantee you that 90% of the people tweeting about the Nobel Prize thing, and then be, even if, no matter what side they are, pro ivermectin, anti ivermectin, uh, whatever side they are on, uh, they were tweeting um, uh, uh, just new information that they learned, pretending that they had always known it. That's the thing that makes me super upset about reading anything on the internet. Just like, they're just like, stop. Look, I've been a guy who just like, if I learn a thing, I will immediately punt it off as something I've known for a long time. Yeah, yeah, you do seem like that kind of guy. Yeah, but I would only do that in person. I'm not going to do that online. Why not? Because it seems more fraudulent. Why? You probably heard the thing online. Yeah, but like to act like, look, like you're not just a dickhead on the internet that just Googled that. It's one thing if you Google something, now you've had that knowledge in your hat in your head, and now you're having a conversation at another point. You've shifted mediums. You can bring something from one medium into another, but if you're just on the same exact device, you've just switched tabs. I don't think it counts. Yeah, that's fair, actually. I'll give it to you. Yeah. All right. That's all I want to say. Moving on. Well, hold on. I think what you're saying is people should stop getting their news from the internet. People should stop getting their news from the internet, and if you're going to buy ivermectin, fucking buy it from a fucking reputable source. Don't buy horse fucking medicine. I think that's also dumb. Although ketamine is horse medicine and pretty great at treating depression, if I do say so myself. By the way, uh, DM your boy at BM Harrington. I got three for five ivermectins. Hell yes. Hey, I was going to say, Chris, isn't it about that time? Yeah, it is about that time. What what time did you say it was? Uh, Two o'clock. Oh, it is two o'clock. Here's the thing about uh, online pharmacy that we uh, fuck with. uh, uh, bluechew.com, B-L-U-E, chew.com. If you go there, use the promo code GOON, you're going to get a uh, quick discount. You're going to get a free month 
of chewable tablets that make your fucking dick rock hard. They make your dick so fucking hard. You know what? Your dick will be so hard you can get on Chinese television. That's what I'm talking about. If you go to bluechew.com, that's B-L-U-E, chew.com, you take a quick few-minute survey, and they will send you indiscriminate fucking packaging with fucking chewable tablets that make your fucking dick hard for Labor Day. I think you meant to say discreet packaging. Discreet chewable packaging. It's chewable packaging, too. The packaging is chewable. Yeah, Sweet. you can chew on whatever the fuck you want. That's true. You're you going to feel so masculine. Oh! Yeah. You chew shoe leather. Start chewing on trees. Hell yeah. Just fucking, like a fucking, just chomping them down like a bee. Beavers are the most masculine animals. Dude, that's what you want to do, right? They're phallic. You want to take two blue chew, right? I know the recommended dose is one. Take two, right? Get I don't blue know if balls. We be saying that Get table. blue balls, right? Because you're not fucking, right? You're just sitting there with your hard dick <clears throat> chewing everything and in then, sight. And then pat stuff down like a beaver tail with it. I yeah. like it. Yeah, Blue dude. Just build dams. Promo code's good when you get the first month free. Just pay. You got to pay $5 for shipping, but you get that the first month is mostly free. B-L-U-E-Chew.com. All right, moving on. Mike, you brought something else to the show tonight that I'm excited to watch because you just texted me in all caps and an exclamation point, Waffle House fight. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to wait until I get to the studio to ask him what this means. So I assume there was a fight in a Waffle House. Now, we love Waffle House on this show. Uh-huh. We're trying to open a Waffle House here in New York. It can't happen. Um, but now there has been a is this a is this a particularly good Waffle House fight? Because there's Waffle House fights often. Uh wait, what? Top five is this a top five Waffle House fight? Because I've seen a lot of Waffle House fight videos. I don't know, man. I think really what it comes down to, right, is that this one involves an employee, and apparently, right, this is like the myth on the internet. Waffle House employees are like 97 and 0 in fights. Like a Waffle House employee. It's almost like they're ninjas. It's almost like the house rules. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like the house always wins. <laughs> in the end, the house always wins. That's, that's going to be the motto of our ninjutsu school slash Waffle House that we open here in New York City that's going to be similar to the Foot Clan lair from the uh, original Ninja Turtles motion picture. Um, when we get there, that's what this is going to be about. So that's the thing. There's a there's a thing on the internet that waffle you've never seen a Waffle House employee lose a fight. Well, they're most they are uh, pretty known to hire ex cons, I believe. That makes sense. Why they, they are have a such leg a up company? Yeah. yeah, they are a leg up company, and it's one of the few places where ex cons can get uh, a good salary and um, benefits packages and Benedict's packages. What <laughs> eggs Benedict? All right, that was a solid joke. I thought it was a dick joke, and then I was like, "Oh right." But then I was, but then also like, I don't know if they sell eggs Benedict at Waffle House. All right, what? A, it's a breakfast food. I got pod. it. I got Thank it. Thank you. I got it. We have this. No, it's fine. Appreciate it. You got it. You got it. You did it. Woo! You did it, baby. Made my joke for the year. I'm All just gonna. Right. I'm turning my mic off for the rest of the episode. Oh no! I gotta carry this thing. Um. All right, so let's let's watch the Waffle House fight. Let's do some commentary on this. Oh, you know it's about to be hood when the when the it's in portrait mode. Okay, so uh, you know what? I don't even think this is the one I saw. <laughs> it's for sure not. Holy shit! This is not the one you saw. Damn, that's a big fat motherfucker beating up that crackhead. So that's a dude who shouldn't have been throwing shit at a Waffle House employee. Finding out why you don't throw shit at a Waffle all, House employee. Doesn't it look like Grimace got fired from <laughs> McDonald's for fighting? <laughs> he does look like, dude. Oh, 
He's the enforcer. He's the enforcer grimace. Dude, why, why does this Waffle House have a oh! bouncer? Oh, my God. Oh, oh he oh! broke up the bus station. <laughs> that was fucking. Oh, oh, yeah, dude. He knows he won. Golly, kid. That wasn't the one. I dude. swear to you that wasn't no, the one. No, he was not the one, son. He was not the one. This Holy was... shit. Okay, so this is what I saw. This was somebody who was just sitting down, eating their to-go food, because uh -huh. I guess they're the, the, the other members of their party Can we just were... say this real quick? That big fat guy, he went Oof. into the back to call the owner of that Waffle House and was just like, Motherfucker, I earned a steak and eggs. <laughs> I'm having a fuck. No, no, the big steak. Not the chicken fried steak. I'm having the big steak. Three eggs. That's what I'm having before I leave. That's my that's my staff meal today. I regulated. Uh. They definitely do have a regulators program. For every Waffle House employee that wins a fight, they get to they get whatever on the menu. I think that should be the thing. I think that's why they're undefeated. Yeah. So here's another example of why you should never fight an employee at a is Waffle House. Is this the house. one that you sent me, or have you accidentally also found a second Waffle House fight video? I found a third Waffle House fight video. So this isn't even the original one. This you... is the I was going to show you the original one, but I found another one All if right. you want to go to that first. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's watch that first, and then we'll go to the last one. Okay. So this one was just posted. It might actually involve the same guy as the last video. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. You tell me. Okay. So this is the guy jumping the counter. Oh, shit. Right? Which is something you never do at a Waffle House. Hell no. You can end up on a griddle that way. And here comes Holy the shit. entire staff to beat this guy's ass. This looks like when everybody gangs up on the big show in a Royal Rumble and still <laughs> loses. <laughs> and you know when they go, <laughs> Oh, this guy got fucked up so bad. He needs five people to help him out of this Waffle House. And people are still swinging on it. Let's just throw this out there. Everybody that gets beat up by a Waffle House employee immediately as they're... Oh, no. See, that Waffle House employee is getting a little fucked up. Yeah, that was an employee who got fucked up. That was honestly, though, to be fair, he got jumped by about nine yeah. fucking people. Yeah, he did, like, he did he the was, damn thing. He was doing work. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's putting it in. You got to be exhausted by this point. Right. Oh, somebody broke a plate over that white dude's head. <laughs> Dude, Waffle House fights rules. So now Fuck. I'm going to the initial one. It's like Cider House rules. <laughs> Dude. Yo, Waffle House rules is the most intense. Is the most intense wrestling match possible. You're, go you're, you're going to be buried alive at Waffle House. You're going to drown you in gravy at the end of this thing. Doggy, Holy if you, shit. All right, the God's honest truth, AEW mm -hmm. will have. A Waffle House rules match by the end of 2021. I, I hope so. They had a Cracker Barrel match. Did they really? Yeah, they had Cracker Barrel as a sponsor on one of their first pay-per-views, and uh, they had a Cracker Barrel Battle Royal or something. Was it in a Cracker Barrel? No, but they had crack. They had barrels around the ring, and somebody got a barrel broken over their head. Oh, that's kind of tight. Yeah, it's all right. But uh, a fight in a Waffle House? Dude. A pro wrestling match in a Waffle House. I'm into it. Right? Yeah. I always thought Stanley always used to say that with the 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 way that we should end society is that we just throw a bunch of convicts in a fucking locked up Home Depot and whoever survives gets to get out of prison. That should be our version, a real version of Running Man. I mean, or Battle Royale or fucking Hunger yeah, Games. Any of them apply. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, dude. But now we do that in a Waffle House. I mean, yeah, I don't hate that. Anybody, any customer who gets beat up by a Waffle House employee, he's like, "You only won because I'm hungry, son." <laughs> 
every guy who's ever gotten laced up by a Waffle House employee is just like, it's just because I didn't eat. I needed protein. I came in here for a chicken fried steak. All right, let's see. Let's see the one you actually meant to send me before we went down this Waffle House fight rabbit hole. Waffle House Club? All right. So, first of all, I don't like that bowl. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, you no. already see how drunk that bitch is. Dude, she looks like uh, New York from uh, Flavor of Love. She's That lady is, the one in the white dress is cockeyed. Yeah, and she's talking shit. She's talking shit to the guy in the orange. Yes. Right? I don't know what exactly is going on here. I don't know what the dispute is. Clearly, like, her friend is hot. Okay. So now the Waffle House Well, the House Waffle House employee is trying to get some push. Oh! Dude, he ate simped. it. Holy right. shit. He ate it, but then immediately gave it right back. Dude, he ate that shot. This guy that he's fighting is significantly bigger than him. Uh-huh. And the Waffle House employee, oh, it's restarted already, <laughs> fucked him up. He was rock- He was winning the fight by the end. Okay, so that was it. Just straight right. Dude, is the opening that would have knocked fight. most people out. Yeah, I mean, that's a much bigger man. You are a tough person if you work at Waffle House. I think it just calluses you to life. Like, it calluses your soul. Like, working at Waffle House calluses your soul in a way not many jobs do. So, look, I believe in the metaphysical. I don't know. There's a lot we can't explain about the earthly plane, Mike. Do you understand what I mean? There's more going on than we can observe with our five senses. Okay, I'm sorry. I just found another Waffle House. We'll fight, watch that in a second. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to explain to you my theory about why Waffle House employees have such strong motherfucking chins. Because okay. even that guy who got laced up, he took about nine, ten punches to the fucking face and stood right up. Yeah, he was good. Also, light skinned guy, by, clearly not bruised. Got jumped by like ten dudes and was fine. Dude, I think it calluses your soul on such a level to work in a twenty-four hour, to work the night shift at Waffle House, that that transfers into a physical strength. It's like when you endure hardship and become a better person. Like those people in Afghanistan are going to be successful when they get here that we talked about earlier. The translators with no job skills. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's like going to be the best damn Uber drivers you ever had, Mike. It's like Emma Frost, right? Mm-hmm. Like like she's got the telekinetic powers and then diamonds again. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like that. Let's watch this last Waffle House. Same story. concept as the Waffle House employee. Yes. All right. I'm thinking. Sorry about that. I'm thinking UFC fighters, right, mm-hmm. should just do like six months at the Waffle House before a title fight. Probably. I right? mean, they, if they're avoiding carbs, probably not a good idea. Train by day, Waffle House by night, you'd be the strongest fighter on the planet. I think also just working with those cast iron skillets can work your forearms. You're going to have really good gable grips and all that shit. Good point. All right, yeah. this, this might be my favorite Waffle House fight I've seen yet, and I've only seen the first 10 seconds of it with no sound. So right. enjoy this. So they are throwing all kinds of shit at her, and she is throwing back. Damn, yo, plate. she got rocked with a plate. Plate to the it. face. Plate to the face. Man, this gritty reboot of Moesha is fucking crazy. Oh, now the manager's out here. <laughs> the manager. He's going, don't, don't fuck with the manager. That's my boy. Damn, they just fucked up this Waffle House. The employees didn't fight back. Pause it. Waffle House. When you're here, you're alcoholic family. (laughs) Waffle House. When you're here, you're foster family. (laughs) 
Waffle House, when you're here, you're getting a DV call. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, man. I love Waffle House. Waffle House, if you're here, you better put them up. If you don't get COVID sitting in here, you're going to get knocked the fuck out. It's one or the other. <laughs> one way or another, you're going to lose a foot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Mike, we got to talk about a sponsor real quick. It's going to be, it's a great sponsor. You know who they are. It's uh, uh, Yo Delta. YoDelta.com. Do you know about YoDelta.com, Mike? They are a uh, Delta 8 THC company. What they do is they provide you with Delta 8 THC. The difference between Delta 8 THC and, say, CBD flower or Delta 9 THC is not only does it get you high, it's legal. So it gets you, like, high, but it's, it's, so it's got the getting high benefits of yes. Delta 9, but the being legal benefits of CBD. Exactly. Oh. It's a great product. Uh, they make it from uh, compressed hemp seed. And here's the thing, man. Uh, if you're in a state where it's like, scary to have fucking weed on you because you could go to jail, unlike county jail. They don't have central bookings in most places. I didn't know that. I had a friend get arrested out of state, and he was like, yeah, they issued me a whole jumpsuit. Take you to the county jail the way trial? County jail. They don't have central booking. So you might like, so if, to be honest, if I was an adult weed smoker. You couldn't just stay in the police station? I don't understand. Nah, man. Like, dude, I'm just saying, if I was an adult weed smoker outside... New York State, New York City particularly, I might I might go with the Delta 8 THC because here's the thing, it's safe, it's legal. You're Makes not sense. you're not gonna get fucking clipped up and fucking have to deal with a whole the fucking system outside of here. You don't wanna deal with that shit. And I'll tell you this, I've tried the gummies, they're fucking strong. They get you fucking high. Mike, you've eaten them. Oh, I have definitely eaten them. Yeah, they get you fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um the carts are good too. Uh, you know, they sent us a bunch of this shit, and we try it out because, I mean, if you give me something, I'll do it. That is the trick to getting Chris to do drugs. No homo. Give but, them to him. Yeah, that is kind of the way you get me to try a drug. You go, hey, I've got this drug. It's yours now. I almost got you to try that honey. Oh, the shroom honey. Oh, no, that weird fucking hallucinogenic honey. Yeah. But it was like four in the morning. Yeah. And it's supposed to last like eight hours. Yeah. If it was it was right after Real Ass Podcast at one in the afternoon, you were like, yo, I got this thing that you never tried, I'd have been like, yeah. Makes I, sense. I would, just, I would have done it and got right on my bike and died. Mm. You could have taken me out, Mike, just like that. You know what wouldn't take you out just like that? Yo, Delta. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're going to go to yodelta.com, and you're going to check shit out, and you're going to use the promo code GAS. You're going to get 25% off. Wow, it's a good deal. It's a solid deal. So go to yodelta.com. Check that out. Use that promo code GAS. Moving on. Mike, everybody was talking about abortions again this week. I'm sick of hearing about abortions in this country. I mean, yeah. We're constantly talking about abortions. Just fucking do, you know. Just fucking, just do it or don't. Punch yourself in the stomach. Who cares? Throw yourself down a flight of stairs. Like a fucking man. Well. We'll get to that. That's what I want to talk about. But Texas did this whole thing with the six-week abortion ban, and they say most women don't even know they're pregnant at six weeks. I concur that most people don't think they're pregnant in six weeks. Yeah, I mean, you know. You don't realize you've missed a period? For like, I mean, look. Yes, I've, I've had girls, mm-hmm. right, where they've missed their period mm-hmm. by two weeks, mm-hmm. right? If you're supposed to get it once a month, that's mm-hmm. six weeks right there. Mm-hmm. That's reasonable. That's a reasonable amount of time for a girl to miss her period. Mm-hmm. 
It is. I think it is. I don't think it's a good law. I'm pro-abortion. I think that uh, it's a it's a right that women should have. Don't we have enough people? Exactly. Uh, also, I just don't think life begins at conception. I don't. I, I just. It, it seems. It seems silly to me. I've never. I've never believed that. Um, but like, it is a. It is a weird thing. Every time it comes up, it creates this weird stress in the world. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. We really should not still be talking about abortion. We get nothing else done because we're constantly talking about abortion. Yeah, I mean... I've said this before on the show, but we are... Like, this country, like, every time... Literally, Afghanistan was an issue, and then all of a sudden there's an abortion issue. What? Do we not? Are Are we done talking about Afghanistan already? Are people over that? Yeah, it seems like people were like, yeah, we're moving on to... We're going back to abortion. Like, literally, like, if a... If a gun rights thing or a fucking abortion thing comes up, it puts a fucking halt on politics for two weeks. Literally, as we were debating abortion yet again for the fucking millionth time since the 70s, um, unemployment benefits, federal unemployment benefits expired. The, the extended unemployment. The extended unemployment, the extra, the extra money from the federal government. Mm-hmm. Now, whatever you think about that, that was what we probably should have been talking about over the weekend. They expired yesterday, Mike. At midnight. Well, uh, but, you know, abortion. Good point. I guess you're right. I mean, do you think it's really that big? Like, is it just that transparent of a ploy? Like, this was something that was happening. I remember hearing about this abortion thing on Without a Country fucking three, four months ago. It was simply that the Supreme Court got involved. And this is the Supreme Court not getting involved. No, the Supreme Court got involved. They made a ruling. Not on this one. Yeah, they this did. This is a different thing. It's a different law that they repassed. Wait, what happened? So it's a it's the six week thing, and they didn't hear the case. They said it was not an emergency to hear it. They denied the emergency hearing thing. So it'll eventually get to the Supreme Court, I'm sure, as all abortion cases do. But so people w- will always say that this is the end of Roe v. Wade. They've said when Kavanaugh became a Supreme Court justice, they were like, "This is the end of Roe v. Wade," and then Kavanaugh was like, "No, Roe v. Wade is set a law." Wait, what? Like, Brett Kavanaugh has said that he believes that Roe v. Wade is settled law. Publicly. He said it before he was confirmed and after he got confirmed. Huh. He's like, it's settled law. We don't have a right to revisit it. So, what was the 5-4 decision that they came up with? Was that a couple of months ago? I don't know. No, no, it was, it was over the weekend. Oh, just to not have the emergency hearing about the Texas law. But here's the thing. Then another state pushes it to five weeks. Now they have to have the hearing, and that'll reverse the Texas law. Just like always fucking happens. Wait, why is another state going to push to five? Because they always do. Why? If they have it at six, that's enough. Imagine you think abortion is a crime, right? Because you do, right? Because if you're in that mind state where you think abortion is a crime. Whenever somebody is a tough-on-crime stance... Somebody else has a tougher on crime stance to seem to, to get fucking headlines. That's it's... it happens every fucking time. Huh. I'm just sick of talking about fucking abortion. It's fucking stupid, and it's not the most pressing fucking issue in the fucking country. Inflation is. There's a million other fucking things that we have fucking problems with in this fucking country. Abortion is not the fucking biggest fucking issue. It's like here's the thing. It's like everybody who's fucking losing their fucking mind about abortions in Texas. It's like. Hey, you know, also, uh, can't get abortions in Afghanistan. Yeah, I don't know. It's fucked up. Like, the, it's specifically I, this six-week thing is fucked up to me in the sense that, like, 
This You're is... a procrastinator. I'm a procrastinator. Sometimes you fucking can't no. make it to the doctor. No, it's honestly, the fucked up thing is it's only going to affect the actually poor. That is a big part of it because abortions do cost money. Abortions cost money and traveling out of state to get an abortion costs cost money. money. Yes. So it's You're like, correct. yo, you could go to Planned Parenthood. It really right? is just going to make create more unwanted poor children. You're 100% right. You're, what you're, are we doing? Why do you want that? We aren't Texans. No, but I'm saying, why would a government, why would anybody want that? Because they know it'll eventually get struck down, and then they just get the points with the evangelicals for doing it. I don't think it's like, It's why? a shell game, dude. Ugh. It's just a shell game. Everything's a shell game. Look, here's a, here's a further example of how everything in politics is a shell game. Uh, Jen Psaki, one of our favorite punching bags, right? Uh, she gave a press conference talking about it. Did you, do you have the video? Um... Where she uh, she put a reporter in his place, said that uh, he had no right to ask about it because he's not a woman. He thinks Joe, she thinks Joe Biden says that uh, women have the right to choose. Uh, what this article is pointing out is uh, this is I thought this was actually kind of funny because we I think we made fun of it on the show a few weeks ago. Whereas like they were going out of their way in the administration, you know, they hired the trans health minister. Uh huh. That that woman we made fun of a while back, um, mostly because bad haircut, um, and then. Um, they were going out of their way to say birthing persons. And then the press secretary was just like, well, you're not a woman, so you can't get pregnant. Shut the fuck up. And I was just like, holy shit, imagine it worked that way for trans men where, like, they could just not get pregnant whenever their abortion was to the forefront of the news. What like, imagine, mean? like, you all of a sudden could magically just take loads in your puss, in your uh, he puss. You know what I mean? Because uh... it's, a, it's a male puss. That's what they have. They have male pussies. Wait, so trans... Ma- trans men have fucking he pussies, is my understanding, from some blog I read on Tumblr. Okay, but they can still get pregnant. Yeah, because they still have... Over- they were born women, and now they're men. So they have... They are designated female at birth, but they've got he pussies and ovaries, manly ovaries, no girly guns inside those fucking fallope tubes. So imagine if magically every time abortion came up and the debate to shut down any man who had an opinion on it was, hey, you're a man, you never got pregnant. Imagine if just magically, I would want to know if all of a sudden I could, couldn't get pregnant. If I was a trans man, who had a, I would just be taking all sorts of female cock in me. All sorts of girl dick. Wait, do you think that's how it works? He, she, pee, pee, and my fucking girl puss. And my man puss. You think... My man cave. That's what they call it. They call it their man cave. You think FTM, right? Female to male, trans people. Uh Uh-huh. Exclusively fuck. MTF, male to female, I'm sure a lot more of it happens than you think. You think that's what happens? I don't think it exclusively happens. So you have... But I'd be taking those loads. So you have birth females who look like... Fucking cream pie. Getting fucked by birth males who... You don't think it ever happens? Are... Oh, man, my head hurts. But you could. Is all I'm saying is you could, Mike. All of a sudden, you could take fucking he-she loads. He-she peepees, I call them. That. That's, that's, the, that, the that's a politically correct term. According, according to the president, you can't get pregnant as long as we're debating abortion. <laughs> fucking the fleets come in, baby. So if you take those fucking loads. So how does that work? Can a can a can a man get an abortion in Texas after six weeks? Can a man get an abortion? I hope so. I don't know. I mean, because this this only affects women. But they don't women. need it. This only affects women. 
it only a pregnancy can only affect women. So any man in Texas can have an abortion after six weeks. Matter of fact, they should. You know, maybe that's the loophole, right? You get, yo, I want to get an abortion. I'm trans now, so I'm a man. You're gonna make a man. How long does it take to get? How long does it take to get top surgery? <laughs> you don't need to get the top surgery. You just say you're a man. Just get it. Just get a haircut. Yeah, whatever. Get a fade. Sure. Be like, I'm a dude. Suck this fucking baby. Yo, out of Ellen Page or Elliot Page was like, I'm a man way before the top surgery. That's fair. Just put on a hat. That's it. Look like Howling Mad Murdoch. In all honesty, when when the hat was on, just put a hat on. Uh huh. And be like, yeah. I'm a dude now. You're gonna make a dude carry this baby? You're gonna make a fuck you're gonna make an abomination before God and I'm just gonna be a pregnant man. You're gonna I make, think that's the move. You're gonna make a pregnant man bring another poor child into this world. A pregnant man bring an, no man wants a child ever. So a pregnant man bringing a clearly unwanted child into this world is on you. Yeah, I mean, realistically, with their views. On homosexuals and trans people, uh-huh. the concept of having a single parent, trans man. I'm raising this child baby. trans. Whatever it comes out right. as, we're going to flip a coin, and that's the gender. And not actually, you know what? We're not flipping a coin. I'm going to get one of those Dungeons and Dragons dice. I'm going to roll that. I'm going to sign one of all the 36 numbers, a different gender, and that's what we're raising this baby, unless you suck it out of my fucking man cunt. Man cave, sorry. <laughs> That's a politically correct term. I, I forget sometimes. There's Mike. no I'm way. just trying to keep up. There's no way Texas says no to that. There's right? no way. They're on board. They're like, all right, whatever you say, dude. As long as we can keep women down, that's fine. Yeah. Okay? Real women. And also trans women. No, I mean, they, they Well, trans women can't get an abortion unless they, you're aborting a food, baby. You know, uh, sometimes they were eating at Waffle House the night before. You know, Darren Till got, like, the cops called on him for that. He like posted a meme of like when a trans uh when a trans woman thinks she's pregnant and it was just like a giant poop in her belly. Really? And it was like it was funny, but it got listed as hate speech and the fucking police came to his house and like had to talk to him about hate speech. The thought police. No, like the, the Irish real, thought police. The re- it's English and they were real police. Yeah. Those are still thought police. There was a there was actually a pretty famous guy. One of the first people that they came to when they started having those laws, where you tweet something and then they come to your house. And uh, you know, he goes, uh, they they said he goes, they said to me, they go, yeah, we're just trying to make sure you're thinking right. And he goes, you know what that makes you, right? And they went, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the last story for this week that I wanted to talk about, Mike. Thank you for the Darren Till thing. I didn't know about that, so uh, we can move on. Before we go, Mike, we got a post roll, which is a pre-recorded post roll. It's related to the last abortion story we were talking about. And before we get into that, uh, I just wanted to say, he's like, I don't know what's really in here. It's a, it's a weird thing. We never had like a preloaded ad before. I haven't heard it, but you're going to tack it on after the show, correct? Yep. Okay. Good. Let's move on one more time. What's up, goons? This is Texas Pete. Remember me from Texas Pete's hot sauce? Well, guess what? I'm opening up a new business, Texas Pete's Wire Hanger Depot down here in Texas. I'm selling all sorts of wire hangers, and we're going to make them spicy like the hot sauce. I'll be honest, I started the hot sauce company because I thought it killed babies. I thought if you shoved enough hot sauce into a snatch, it would kill a baby. But it doesn't. Turns out I was real progressive, and now Texas doesn't like me that much. 
but they're still buying my hot sauce because they're stupid. Here's another thing. Wire hangers really work. They work better than actual clinical abortions. Here's why. Uh, you shove it in there yourself. It's DIY. What's better in Texas than building your own abortion? That's right. So you can go check out Texas Pete's Abortion Depot. I mean, Wire Hanger Depot. We can't call it an abortion depot. We go to jail. Texas Pete's Wire Hanger Depot. It's spicy. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. For if we don't find the next whiskey bar, I tell you we must die. Show me the way to the next little 